Welcome to Recently Logged, where this week, evolution becomes a revolution. Oh, those crazy apes. Those crazy <laughs> apes. <laughs> what are they up to now? What a... wow. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Hi. Here we are. Welcome to Recently Logged. <laughs> oh, no. Um, I, my name is Robbie. And I'm Micah. And together we talk about uh, the, apes. We, we make it a movie. <laughs> we make it a movie. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, this week we're we're starting. We, we've taken a short break over the past, like, I don't know, week, two weeks. I don't remember how long it's we been. Ju- I think it's just been a week. Yeah, I think like, it's just we been did, a week. We took last week yeah. off due to schedule. Um, but today we're coming back and we're starting uh, another series of episodes covering a franchise, or in this case, just a trilogy of films. Yeah, I think this is the first trilogy or series we've done this season yes this will be the first one of uh, season four which it feels weird that we're in season four That's right weird. I mean, I we've been doing this for almost four years <laughs> I, I i thought of this like season three part two and not season four <laughs> you know um but yeah we're starting the planet of the apes trilogy the new one um, the, yeah the new the one. newer one anyway the newer well, i mean it's the newest i mean i guess one. they are the newest at the moment uh but the, the 2011 uh, to onward. 20, what 16 i think it's 2016 yeah was the last one uh but yeah that that series of films we are going to be covering them starting with uh obviously the first one rise, rise of the planet of the, of the apes not not dawn of the planet of the apes and mind you it's rise so confusing of the planet of the apes. wouldn't you think the dawn would be first and then it's like they, the apes they, are they, dawning they, yeah they dawn and, and then, then they rise, rise but no and they... then they war but no it's it's rise, they rise then they dawn then the dawn then they war <laughs> confusing though i guess like the well i'll get into that next week <laughs> uh but yes uh before we get into our thoughts on the movie we're gonna go over some basic facts so you guys know what the heck we're talking about yeah all right rise of the planet of the apes is a 2011 movie rated pg-13 it's an hour and 45 minutes its little imdb description is a substance designed to help the brain repair itself gives advanced intelligence to a chimpanzee who leads an ape uprising it was nominated for one oscar for as you may have guessed best achievement in visual effects or whatever i would hope so yeah <laughs> uh it stars uh james franco andy nice. circus nice frida pinto maybe yes uh karen canoval as maurice heck yeah <laughs> maurice maurice is the mvp of the franchise so far so. <laughs> it's directed by rupert wyatt yes written by rick jaffa and amanda silver based on a book by pierre you're in french Ruby. what's that last name pierre boulet boulet yes that's yeah. how i would assume you say that <laughs> Um, also, cinematographer Andrew Lindsay, I believe is how you say it, he shot, um, the Lord of the Rings franchise. Oh, cool. Fun fact. <laughs> I feel like I know... And a bunch com- of other Peter Jackson films. Yeah, I was about to say, I feel like I know the composer, too. Um, oh, which, Patrick Doyle. Yeah, Patrick Doyle. He's, he's worked on he's some on Marvel movies, yeah. I guess. I was about to say, I mostly know Brave. him because of, uh, his Marvel work, like, for Thor and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, he did the Hamlet one, uh, Hamlet score. For, yeah, he's just for done, the he's done a lot one. of Brana movies. Yeah, that makes sense. Which, I mean, the Thor movies are. <laughs> oh, yeah. I didn't even think about that. I was like, wait a minute. Uh, but yes. So that is that is Rise of the Planet of the Apes. 
I, I'm assuming it was always meant to be a trilogy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was like, I, I can't imagine they just made Rise of the Planet No, of they the made Apes this, and they were like, yeah, that's it, buddy. <laughs> they were like, I better hope this performs well, otherwise you're not getting another one. <laughs> but yeah, so this is the first in the trilogy, um, and we're about to talk about it. Here we go. I have, I have found unfortunate news uh, in between our break there. <laughs> what? Uh, okay, okay. Unfortunately, the writers who wrote this movie also wrote the live-action Mulan, and I don't know how. <laughs> uh, if You know, if the live-action Mulan he even had an ounce of the humanity that is written into the character of Caesar in this... Dude, the, like, the brotherhood <laughs> and everything that comes out with these movies and Caesar as a character, even though he barely talks... <laughs> Good stuff, my man. How did they write... How did they write Mulan? How did they... How did they do I'll it? Just blame Disney. <laughs> Yes. Uh, I mean, that's what I always do whenever a problem arises. <laughs> Dang it, Disney. I just blame Disney. <laughs> uh, but yeah, let's get into... What are, what are we talking about? What are we saying? Uh, we're, we're talking about Rise of the Planet of the Apes, Micah. We have a, what, what are we saying? A very good movie. What are, you, um, what are you saying about Rise of the Planet of the Apes? <laughs> I am saying that we just finished watching it uh, mere minutes ago mere minutes for the ago. second time. For the I, don't, I don't know. Did you watch it again? without me or something no, no okay so we both watched it for the second time and i didn't enjoy it quite as much on the second time around but that's that probably has something to do with the fact that i was you know working on the podcast stuff while we were watching it didn't give it your full attention i, I didn't and uh i felt i should acknowledge that before i continue <laughs> uh but on the whole general i think this is a great movie um I, it's one of the better action blockbusters of like its era i would say for sure i i'm really am missing especially lately i'm really missing like the late 2000s early 2010s blockbuster era <laughs> there's so many just like really good films that was, in there. that was Ravi, you know what you know what happened <laughs> after that 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 hurt what the blockbuster forever what See, in 2012, a little ditty known as The Avengers dropped. Oh, no. And that forever changed the <laughs> blockbuster landscape. Of course it did. But yes, uh, very good movie. I don't know. I, what, what is there to say about Rise of the Planet of the Apes? Really? Well, we're doing, we're doing basic facts here. So you're just, you sum up. Um, tell, tell the audience. Wax poetically. It is a surprisingly human action movie about monkeys <laughs> about a monk <laughs> although i should say it's about apes not monkeys yeah right it's kind of it's kind of a thing sorry don't call Sheesh. them monkeys um but i don't know i mean it has a pretty great cast andy circus pretty obviously i mean i feel like most people who have seen him in this know that he's kind of great like he, he i don't i don't understand how he did it honestly i i it's it almost as hard to register in my mind that caesar is not just a real being right yeah i was about to say <laughs> the cgi looks amazing somehow like i not oh, obviously not all of it yeah but the models themselves um look great like even by today's standards Again, another thing of the early 2010 <laughs> blockbuster. It's just, just like insanely good 3D models for all the apes. Back before the MCU <laughs> was rushing all VFX. <laughs> but yeah, um, gosh, I don't know. Like, I, what is there to say about it, really? I mean, it's just like 
a solid example of action filmmaking. It does a great job setting up its emotional stakes and just overall like world global stakes. It's it's just a I don't know, it's just a really good movie. Yeah. Well, uh I, I tend to agree in a lot of in a lot of factors to that. I really, really enjoy this movie. Um, it's interesting, like you said on a second time around, it's not that I didn't I, I liked it about the same. I rated I rated it the same. Mm-hmm. Um but like I guess with seeing the second one already, it kind of like was reframed a bit Mm -hmm. and it reminds me of a lot of the things that I like so much specifically about like the latter half of this movie and the first half of the second movie. Yeah. Like, like really just the, the, the good Caesar content. (laughs) Cause like literally I would take an entire, just like tons of movies, just like (laughs) Caesar hanging out and like starting revolutions or something. It makes me sad that there isn't like more than just these three movies. Um, Yeah. But this movie itself is really, really effective at delivering kind of like the small stakes to, to rise up towards the end. It doesn't really lose my interest at any point. Um, The beginning is a little slow, Mm -hmm. but outside of that, especially once uh, Caesar uh, gets sent off to the, what, what, what would you call that? Like shelter? I guess it's more of a nursery, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't have know no what, idea what you'd call that. Uh, once he gets sent there, that's when the movie like kicks into high gear. Yeah. But at the same time, the James Franco stuff and all of the human character work works really well, which is a rare thing for a movie like this. Right. Um, so I don't know. I really, really enjoy it. Yeah, that that actually is a good note. That's really my biggest complaint here i think is the first i don't know maybe 30 minutes of the movie i'm a little like okay when is this gonna get going but it has a lot it has to set up in like i said in its emotional stakes and uh it's just like global stakes um but yeah it's like the beginning of rio <laughs> Rio, but epic. Is, is that what this is? Yes. Wow. All right. Well, I rated it four stars out of five. I also rated it four stars out of five. Cool. We're just in complete agreement, Micah. Amazing. We we just, we just, we've mind melded over <laughs> mind this. Melt. All right. So, do we want to get into some some questions to kick off? Really, really diving in. Yes, do it, Micah. <laughs> well, I was more to say, like, do you have a <laughs> oh, question? Oh, okay. Um, yes, I do. What is your favorite character in this? Because I think its character writing is really, like, one of its biggest strengths just as a movie. I mean, I mean, my favorite character <laughs> is Caesar. <laughs> I don't think I don't think that's hard. Uh, I mean, he's an he's an extremely well written character, but he's yeah. the main character. He's the main focus. We stick with him more than any other character. Yeah. But the way it kind of takes his character and the way it kind of uses from like young Caesar, like from when he was first born, to when he hits like the adult stage, which they change models for, because I don't think the previous model actually really uses Andy uh, Circus's face at all. Mm, yeah. um, I think it only happens once he becomes like adult Caesar. Um, and even just the transition from like his more like ape-like features to his more human-esque feel as he gets like older and everything feels really natural and like perfectly blends with how his character grows throughout. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, fav- okay, favorite side character then, because <laughs> obviously Caesar's, I mean, like... 
Okay, but like favorite real side character or just favorite side character? Favorite my side favorite character. side character is Maurice. Okay, good. Yeah. That's, that, <laughs> but that Maurice has no, like, no real characterization in this one. <laughs> Maurice isn't really a char- like a character character that's until true, the second that's one. True. I just like Maurice. <laughs> I was about to say, we, when we watched this the first time, we were like, it's Maurice. We were like, hey, hey. Maurice. <laughs> but yeah, um, on, on the note of Caesar as a character, though it's kind of insanely impressive like the way they weave his not only emotional arc but just intelligence arc uh throughout this entire movie like the way he grows to be more critical of the world that he was like conditioned to when he as he grew up yeah as the movie goes on not only that, but just the way that his thinking adapts in yeah, general feels exactly. so natural in yeah. progression from, like, the initial, like, attack on the street with what's-his-face, mm-hmm. and then, like, as he grows and, like, gets more, and, like, his plans as the as the movie goes on are, like, get really complicated. Yeah. And, like, it's really, like, like just good ideas and good leadership things, and it's really, like, insane because they pretty much never talk. <laughs> right. except for a couple moments which i'll get to those moments <laughs> uh and when they do the sign language stuff between yeah. him and maurice uh and like for no talking apes <laughs> and most of the like like all of them just like I, I don't know the way it gets you into the story and you feel for all of them it's the Even apes together strong thing like. the apes together strong <laughs> like it, it's insane how how like understated almost it is what this movie accomplishes through its second act especially yeah and i mean once it's done with its first act establishing all of its world and ideas and everything like that you mentioned how good it was at raising the stakes throughout the story, and it is. Like, that's really the biggest testament to it as an action blockbuster is it's just really good at raising its stakes. Yeah, though I still find it funny, like, what it leads to in the next movie in terms of, like, <laughs> big overarching story. Right. Uh but no, uh, the bridge, like the bridge finale, is such a good finale. It's not too much, but it's not like it's, mm-hmm. it's such a good culmination yeah. of both Caesar's leadership and just the action of the movie. Right. My oh. goodness. <laughs> Delicious. <laughs> uh, I do. Dare you, say. Do you have uh, to kind of lead off of some of the thoughts I was having with this? Do you have a favorite scene or sequence? Um. Because I have, I have a favorite scene. Oh, man. Okay, what's yours then? Because I haven't picked one out yet. My favorite scene, and, like, it's given me chills, like, both times (laughs) I've watched it, is when uh, Tom Felton's character is, like, fighting with Caesar in the Mm -hmm. cage with, like, and he says something for the first time. Like, that's, (laughs) like, like, I was just, like, both times, even though I, like, I didn't know it was coming in the first one, (laughs) but the second time I watched it, I was like, (sighs) (laughs) bro it's it's so good it's such a like, it's such a good moment yeah like, i was actually i was probably gonna say the like prison break sequence yeah it's but from, that scene and, in particular and, and is great it's from that and then like the rest of it is like yeah. the rest of the prison break and it's such a good like little montage and such a good mini arc <laughs> complete right um to finish off the second act they make tom felton so hateable in this 
Ravi, he literally does nothing but play hateable character. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> but yeah, no, that, that I was going to say like the prison break, but I wasn't sure if I was like forgetting some absolutely amazing thing <laughs> that you had uh, stumbled upon. I mean, I really like the bridge scene too. And yeah, even, even yeah. the scenes after the bridge, like in the, in the woods, that's a really good scene. That is a really good scene. Um, and there, there are just so many really good, like small character moments um, even the scene where, uh, Caesar is up in the tree and like James Franco and company are down <laughs> there Franco. and he's like, just, I don't know, just the way this movie delivers so much, usually not by the human characters. Like it's all like mm-hmm. pretty much all of the meat of the movie is not from James Franco. All right. I was about to say the arc James Franco's character has with like his dad and everything in this is pretty compelling actually yeah it is um and played pretty well and written pretty well but uh yeah i don't know it just kind of it seems to pale in comparison (laughs) well well what's interesting about it is i don't i don't think it pales in comparison i think it works really well in terms of what it's doing because i think it plays into the arc of like quite frankly he was willing to do whatever it took to do the tests and run everything yeah. through and he he found like he grew to the point where he was like no this is ridiculous we're rushing this mm-hmm. we're hurting people we're destroying stuff yeah so he like i thought it was a very nice arc that played into caesar's arc i was about to say the the movie kind of over the course of the entire runtime just kind of tries to switch all of the dynamics it establishes in act 1 essentially which is cool but yeah. again unfortunately i don't I don't know what it is but like act one just isn't as engaging no, as it should it's not. be because like on paper i'm like yeah this is really neat this yeah. is cool i like this <laughs> but at the same time it's just not like watching it it's just it just feels tedious watching and i'm not sure why i wish i could point to like an exact reason Ooh, why i have a, i have another like favorite moment okay too from uh so it's when the apes are running through the city and one of the, uh, like, I guess he's like just an animal control guy, uh-huh. uh, catches one of the apes and throws him in the back of the van. Dude, and then oh like the God. spear, the a spear throws down and stabs through the car and he looks up and then like all of the apes like rise up and Caesar craps. It, 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 it's so sick. I love this. I love this movie. Anytime, anytime it goes like full on action mode um it's like for some reason it's like the most epic thing of all time right like this movie is unnecessarily (laughs) epic in all the good ways eight-year-old eight-year-olds everywhere would adore this movie like (laughs) i mean i hopefully uh, other people would enjoy it too i enjoy it and i'm not eight years old i i enjoy as far as i know yeah yeah. (laughs) but yeah um i don't know yeah i there's just a lot of really great moments and i think that's just because caesar's really the heart of this movie so any good character moment with caesar feels like massive you know yeah and and like i said the way just the entire movie plays with caesar's character in general um and I, i actually wanted to mention this too uh, on the topic what do you think of the introduction of koba in this what do you mean like just him as a character presented in this uh i mean it it sets up a pretty like even if all we saw of koba was in this it's still a pretty nice little like 
payoff to all of the suffering that he's gone through you know like he gets his own moment at the end yeah but i'm i don't know as koba as a character he doesn't really have he's in like two scenes in this. yeah i don't know they don't really give us anything much other than just like koba's backstory and then like a tiny payoff at the end on yeah. the bridge i just i just think uh koba's character especially on the second one mm-hmm. is such a commanding presence right yeah um and i think that's really like impressive how well they do that with so little i was about to say even before watching the second one because me and mike have only seen the first one and the second one before watching the sequel koba feels so menacing in this and it's interesting because that dynamic kind of gets subverted in the second one even though he does become like the antagonist right. of the movie you're like oh well he's not all bad you know like no, he's not he's just a, like some angry sympathetic yeah guy. i was about to say they they write him in a very sympathetic way in the second one but he does feel very uh menacing in this yeah i just i just thought it was like a, another character of note by how much just presence he yeah. has in the movie it's so odd like it, it's it's just really bizarre to me that all of the apes feel so distinct in all of the movies right <laughs> like what? like like it's crazy I, and i mean i know the character models look different mm-hmm. and they all are motion capture so they have like people's faces behind them. yeah i was about to say obviously they'll have tiny different mannerisms but, but like but like things. ape rolls up in the second movie and i'm like oh i know this guy i know everything about him right i know what he wants who he's like I, i'm like yes i know this ape um <laughs> it's insane um it's just, I think that's honestly been the most impressive thing about this franchise so far. Which, I mean, that's kind of what it's been hailed for as mm-hmm. a series, is its VFX and how well it uses them. It's just so, um, it's, it's so crazy. How are they doing this back in 2014? Dude, the Pirates of the Caribbean movies, <laughs> think about when they released. That's true, that's true. Those movies look better <laughs> than, like, movies have in, like, a decade. Dead Man's Chest is, like, unprecedented level of just, like, insanely good VFX that are, like, pretty much just seamless. Yeah, and it came out It's in... so good. If you haven't seen Dead Man's Chest, go watch yeah, it. Yeah, that came out in 2006. <laughs> wow <laughs> that's what i thought i was like i think that's early 2000s that that that's series crazy, was man. but yeah no it's it's good stuff again <laughs> a funny thing happened <laughs> the, MCU, the mcu in which they found out that if they rushed vfx teams <laughs> nobody cared <laughs> set a new precedent micah not a good precedent not a good precedent <laughs> Uh, uh, I don't know what else. What is is there to really talk about about Rise? Do you have Do you have any more any more questions? Because we haven't we haven't dove into it like that much in terms of just like plot and structure and everything. Um, I don't know. Like, um, man, <laughs> I'm trying to think of something because, yeah, like, I've mentioned uh, the problems I have with the structure and the screenplay and all that. I'm I'm not really sure what else to you know mention well i think i think that's actually something to mention something of note is uh and i I was about to actually say this (laughs) because i just thought of it uh the movie is kind of like deceptively simple right it's 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 so and i and i think that's part (laughs) of what makes it so effective is that really there's not much going on Mm -hmm. there's just it's got its two threads caesar thread franco fred fred franco thread (laughs) (laughs) and and they both 
kind of run together theme wise. Mm-hmm. It's a very up and down plot. Um and it just like it works seamlessly except for a little bit of like you know things that i find boring or something but as a story structure yeah it's really kind of impressive how simple it is you know i actually uh, am recalling now actually because i i did a um help me recall <laughs> screenplay like course studying some screenplays and they actually used rise of the planet of the apes as one of their examples and i'm like it's it's interesting because this feels like a almost like a kid's movie screenplay in a way because it's just so it's like cut and dry like yeah yeah, it's like here's uh caesar james franco they both have very clear arcs and there's like a very clear bad guy there's a very clear break in each yeah very clear break in each (laughs) act it it raises its stakes very clearly it's it's not a very subtle screenplay but it, it packs a good punch like you said its simplicity is really a kind of a strong factor of how well the movie operates you know which is actually one thing i'm kind of disappointed in the second movie but we'll get into <laughs> that when we talk about it <laughs> yes um but no yeah i'm i don't know quite what else to talk about with it right? because like that's that's really that's really all there is there's fantastic performances mm-hmm. i think all of the cast does a really good job not even just the mocap cast absolutely yeah um I think the action is really like really impressive and it looks really good. There's great physicality to the action despite Absolutely, the fact yeah. that most of it's done with CG creatures. It's so it's so crazy. They like you said they have such a physical presence in the movie. It's it's kind of bizarre really. <laughs> no, and except for in a couple scenes cuz th- there are a couple scenes where it's noticeable that they're just like CGI. Yeah, yeah. It, it's still not the greatest not in perfect. this movie. I yeah. think in the next movie it looks like almost completely seamless <laughs> I, I don't even know how uh, what i'm gonna do when i get to war <laughs> but like like watching this movie you you really do like forget that like these aren't just creatures that <laughs> right. exist oh it's crazy like from their physicality on the fight scenes to their presence with the like the actual human actors on screen yeah like like that shot where caesar at the very end leans in and whispers into to franco's ear uh like it, it, the presence of mm-hmm. him is there you're not like oh wow look at this something is leaning in front of it you're like yeah somebody is like there yeah um no that actually is a really good note though the cinematography in this is outstanding um just from that side anyway like integrating it uh technically with the mocap cgi that sort of stuff it's it's pretty breathtaking (laughs) yeah and it's actually interesting because again i feel like the cinematography in this movie is rather simple rather plain it is yeah Um, it's functional but i do think the cinematography gets a lot better in the next one it is yeah i was about to say the just the general shooting of it is uh, i think a much better in the second one yeah anyway (laughs) do you have any do you have any more comments to add no i i'm actually pretty satisfied that's that's actually my like pretty much all of my thoughts i have about this movie i it's like you said it's a pretty cut and dry yeah. simple movie but it's very good at what it does yeah simple does not mean bad in this case exactly very much not because <laughs> i think honestly one of its biggest follies it could have done like one <laughs> of the one of the things that could have fallen into the easiest <laughs> if you will robbie you're uh, like 70 years old <laughs> is overcomplicating the beginning of the story 
Yeah. Um, especially as a trilogy, and it's very clearly made as a trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um, to make this one be overcomplicated and not just cut and dry, get to where Caesar needs to be. <laughs> right. And get to where we need to be emotionally with all of the characters. Um, I think it could have gotten really been like, could have really been a muddled start for the trilogy. Yeah, I was about to say it does a surprisingly good job as just a standalone movie, but it also works as a really good jumping off point uh, with all of its world building and character stuff which for a, the second one. Which again is one of the reasons I like talking about like series on the podcast is because mm. I do like actually talking about how they relate as a series. And I think this as a very simple start is very, very effective. Yeah. Absolutely. And again, we haven't watched War yet. We're going to try and watch that sometime <laughs> soon. Yeah. Uh, at Goodwill, I bought the Blu-rays for these. <laughs> and they, it was like a it was like a Blu-ray pack, but I'm guessing it came out like after Dawn released. Mm-hmm. So it was just the first two. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's really my thoughts. Again, I rated it four out of five. As did I. Um, very good movie. Yeah. A little, a little not perfect. Not perfect. Not as effective as it could be, but still an extremely fun, extremely enduring, insanely impressive on a technical level movie. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, So I guess we'll go ahead. And now that that we have discussed the ape movie, Micah. The ape. The first ape movie. The first ape movie. The Uh, the original ape movie, right? The OG ape. We need to watch the old Planet of the Apes. No, I don't want to watch sometimes. the old Planet of the Apes <laughs> you think, movies. You think it'll taint okay. your vision? Like okay, that? so I don't want to watch the really <laughs> old ones because they look bad, and I don't want to watch the Tim Burton one because Aww. of Mark Wahlberg, and it also looks bad. Oh, that's true. That is true. That's a good. Re- that's a valid reason to not want to watch the Tim Burton one, honestly. <laughs> but yeah, we're gonna go ahead and get into our our next segment. All right, we're going to be moving into our What We Watched segment. Uh, for those of you who are new to the podcast or have just never listened this far before, because I'll, this is like our shortest episode ever. That's <laughs> the, not true. The What We Watched segment uh, is just a brief little thing at the end where we talk about everything that we have watched movie-wise since the last episode. So we're going all the way back to the 25th... Of April. Of April. Of 2022. Of 2022. <laughs> And we're going to talk about all the movies we've watched since then. Yes. Starting us off with... Uh, Leon the Professional on the 25th. Leon the Professional. Uh, 1994 film... Luc Besson. Yes. I don't know if he's actually French. Natalie Portman's first role. And the first role I have liked Gary Oldman in. (laughs) Dude, Gary Oldman is outstanding. He's he's kind of killing it here. Uh, I gave it four stars. Um, It's it's a weird movie. I think I think the more you look into the movie, the worse it gets. But as a as a movie, if you block out <laughs> everything else about it, uh, it's very enjoyable. I was it about has, to say it has great action, great tension, <laughs> uh, great performances. Absolutely, yeah. I, I honestly cannot believe how young Natalie Portman dude, is. Here. Dude, okay, so Gary Oldman is giving like the performance of his career, and right. Natalie Portman at age thirteen is matching, <laughs> matching. I don't. It's it's kind of bizarre, really. Uh, but yeah, if you can separate art from the artists uh, in this case, and just enjoy Leon the Professional as a as a film, a work of film then I think it's fantastic. I, it's one of the better action movies of the 90s. Uh, great performances, outstanding direction. Uh, I don't know. What else is there to say, really? It's, it's just a really solid film. Yeah, no, like, it's it's well made, but I, I still... <laughs> mm, uh, mm, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, no, it's just kind of kind of icky. The more I, the more you dwell upon it, but it, on its own merits, great stuff. I gave it a four and a half out of five. Um, and then on the twenty sixth, I watched Swan Song for we, the first time. We watched Swan. Well, I was gonna say for the first time, but we you watched it for the second time yeah. with me. So. Um, which shout out to Swan Song. Shout out to um, Swan Song. Mahershala Ali's uh, first lead. Yeah. And it was outstanding. He needs to be casted more. <laughs> right. I, I love him so much. Um, this is a great movie. I can't believe people don't like this that much. Right? Um, like, I mean, I mean it's, like, it's it, got a decent It has a generally positive reception, but I think it's like, I, I don't know. I gave it yeah. I gave it a five out of five. I think it's pretty much perfect. Yeah, whereas most but... people I know are like, wow, that was, that was cute. Exactly. Yeah, half. I was about to say, most people <laughs> seem to think it kind of under delivers on its premise and is just vaguely uninteresting most of its but, runtime, which but, I don't find that yeah, to no, be I, true. I think it connects really extremely well emotionally. I think it's really well paced. I think it looks beautiful. I think... Mahershala Ali gives an outstanding performance. Right. Um, and again, like the way that it plays off, and I never, like, with its <laughs> sci fi concept, I never, like, question the fact that, like, oh, I'm like, oh. Mm. So it uses its, <laughs> its realism feeling that it goes for very well. No, absolutely. I think its strongest elements are really how grounded it is emotionally and how great the performances are here. Even Aquafina is good in this, right? A rare, a rare win for Aquafina. <laughs> Although, when, whenever Aquafina is given a serious role, I feel like she's actually pretty good. <laughs> she needs to be exclusively <laughs> cast in dramas. Yes, that's really the real lesson here. Uh, I give it four and a half stars. I give it a five out of five. I think it's. I, I honestly don't think I, there's uh, any huge substantial problems with it. I uh, I cried. <laughs> <laughs> of course, you cried, Micah. Who didn't cry? Uh, then on the 29th, we watched Family Guy Presents Blue Harvest. Yes. Um, for those unaware, I think I think I actually started sometime after last week, or like the last episode we did, I started watching Family Guy like a lot. <laughs> so I ended up watching like all of the specials along with it. And uh, Micah is, joined me is, for this. This is about what I would expect from a Family <laughs> Guy parody special. Yeah. Um. I don't know. It was... There's Fine. some, there's some funny, fun. there's some funny jokes. Yeah. It, there's some decent, like, fun stuff in terms of like parodying, parodying, parody? satirizing, satirizing. Sure, <laughs> much easier to say. Uh, Star Wars, <laughs> um, and like you know, but like not all of it works super well. There was a lot of jokes that didn't land in this yeah. more so than I think in a normal episode of Family Guy. Um, yeah, no, it's, I think it's like B tier Family Guy. And like it's it's all right it's it's yeah, pretty it was, fun. it was fine it was there yeah I gave it I gave it three stars I gave it a three and a half I thought it was I thought it was fun yeah know. it's fun yeah uh, then also on the 29th, we watched the Age of Innocence yeah Martin Scorsese another Scorsese uh, down down I I don't know down what I don't have a good metaphor and I guess I guess <laughs> I guess this is down the hatch down the hatch I guess this is my second sense. hot take because uh, I thought this movie was like practically perfect in every way uh and amazing it is very good extremely effective and <laughs> it's like i mean it's it's a martin scorsese movie it's got like a high average and everything but most people <laughs> i know are like yeah this is really good but it's not like 
top tier Martin Scorsese or anything. I don't think it's top tier, but I think it. I think it. It's like not S tier. It's A tier. You know. Yeah, I don't <laughs> it's know. That I, kind of. I think. I think it's technically like, like on a technical level, I should say, like tech, like on a technical level, mm-hmm. one of the most impressive and together and dense movies I've ever it's seen. An, it's incredibly dense, man. Oh. Um, <laughs> And I think it uses that almost suffocating denseness to a really effective effect for me emotionally, because I got really emotionally connected to the story. And I think that's what a lot of people, from what I've read from other people's like reviews and stuff, didn't get from the movie. Yeah, I I felt the suffocation, just not the uh, connection to really any of the characters all that much, you know? Yeah, because I mean, the suffocation is supposed to get you into like the mindset of the romance. Yeah, yeah. No, I get that. Like on a on a brain level. I'm like, yes, that makes sense. But no, I, I don't know. I really connected to it. I'm I'm looking forward to rewatching it, honestly. Daniel yeah. Day-Lewis gave a great performance. I mean, shout out, always, shout out to him. yeah. We watched it on his birthday, actually. That, yeah, was, the, that was the whole idea. Winona Ryder is kind of laughably not in the movie much. <laughs> I really funny. thought she'd be in it more. <laughs> uh, but no, I loved it. I gave it five stars. I gave it a four and a half. Great stuff. The more I watch of Scorsese, the more I'm like, wow. He's a, he's a good director. He might be a good director or something. <laughs> uh, then on that night of the 29th, we watched oh boy. Now You See Me. Now You See Me. 2013. Yeah. Oof. Jesse Eisenberg. You know, I, I would I would want to do an episode on this. I think we should file this under under movies. I think we there's a lot to talk about. Um <laughs> Because this is something. It is. It's, it is something. I don't. I don't think it's a good something. But there is a lot of that something. This feels like a Black Eyed Peas movie. Does that make any sense? <laughs> no, I, I'm following here. <laughs> like I, I don't know how to say it. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like it. I thought again. A lot of people are like, oh, it feels, uh, it acts like it's smarter than it is. But I don't even think it thinks it's smart. I think it's just like. It, it, it's it's the razzle dazzle song from chicago right <laughs> dude it's so weird like i i saw this used in a video essay as an example of how not to do a plot twist and that's <laughs> no the plot twist honestly, is terrible like it, you know rest of the movie aside it's just like one of the most laughably terrible plot twists of all time it's so i really <laughs> I really don't like it on a plot level. Yeah, no, it's just the performances aren't terrible by any stretch, but they're not really good either. The direction's pretty generic uh-huh. at best. Remember when it when it like sets them up as the main <laughs> characters of the movie, giving you very like close first person introductions to all of their characters, and then we jump like five years ahead and have no idea what they're doing and get played as them being not the main characters. Oh my gosh, dude! It's <laughs> I, ha- just, I hated that so much. You know, there's there's so much wrong with it on a technical level, but it's not unwatchable. No, I gave I gave it two and a half. I gave it's, it a three. It's like it's it's the razzle dazzle. It's bizarre. Works. Yeah, no, on a on a certain level, it works. Whenever you try and think about it critically, it just kind of makes me want to die. It falls to mush. <laughs> yeah, it's oof. Uh, anyway. <laughs> On the 30th, I watched The Thing again. The Thing again? Uh, no, no, just The Thing <laughs> Just <again>. The Thing. <laughs> um, John Carpenter's The Thing. Yeah. Uh, I still love watching it. The 4K that I bought for it. 
so nice. 4K, baby. Uh, great movie. One of my favorite horror movies. It's uh, great. I gave it five out of five. <laughs> nice. Uh, then on the first, I watched Dreams, Dreams. by Akira Kurosawa. Uh, it was a first watch for me, and I absolutely like adored it. Uh, I'm looking forward to it, man. It's really... It's really my kind of movie. Like, like just thinking about it, I'm like, why did I adore this? And I'm like, you know why you adored this. <laughs> you know why. It's beautiful, gorgeous, uh, atmospheric, uh, extremely, like, dreamlike, if you will. A film that's beautiful and gorgeous. <laughs> Unprecedented. Uh, I gave it a five out of five and actually put it in my uh, top four favorites. Nice. Very nice uh, indeed. Then I went and watched Everything Everywhere All at Once again in theaters with Ayo. my girlfriend. Ayo. Uh, which unfortunately she wasn't a huge fan of Aww. but it's not really like i forgot that she didn't like absurdist comedy at all Aww. which it's very much an absurdist comedy uh, which made me sad but like it is what it is uh, i can i can understand uh and i gave it a four and a half i thought about dropping it a little bit lower because on a rewatch some things in the first act it didn't work as well for me the first act is its weakest um, part <laughs> but it's still like such like very effective at delivering its message and i love its message so i gave it nice. four and a half still very good uh on the <laughs> on may 2nd i watched uh family guy presents something 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 dark side uh a little weaker than the uh first one i don't know they did a whole trilogy of star wars parodies and this is the one for empire and I think since it's the best movie, they kind of ran out of material for stuff to mock pretty fast. So a lot of the jokes feel kind of just like five-year-olds observations about the movie. Yeah. Um, but it was it was still fun enough. I, I gave it three and a half. I think it's a smidge worse than the first one, but not by much. Uh, and then on the third, May 3rd, we watched uh, Oculus. Mike, Mike Flanagan. Mike Flanagan, uh, my man. Which I'll say with this, which I'll say with most <laughs> Mike Flanagan early stuff that I've seen so far. It's kind of like he's a, excuse me, I think he's a great director. Mm -hmm. And I think it's kind of understated, but yet shown really well in his early work how good of a director he is by how much he's working with how little he has. Because yeah. there's really not much to this movie. <laughs> Just like there wasn't Dude. really much with uh, Hush, I think was what the movie was yes, called. Yes, Hush is the other one we've seen of yeah, his. I think they're both like extremely simple premises and ideas and really effective and engaging pull-offs of movies. Yeah, absolutely. Um what to say about Oculus? I mean, it really is a testament to just how good Mike Flanagan's horror sensibilities are in his direction. He's just got a good grasp on the genre. Um, I don't know. It, it was pretty good. I'm surprised the child actors were as good in this as they are. Yeah, right. I really, I really love the way that it weaves its two like uh, past and present plot lines and kind of has them like mixed together yeah. in the kind of cool mind stuff they do with this movie. Like. It almost feels like the movie in the way it's being presented is the way that like the story is like actually happening. Mm -hmm. Like the movie itself is the st like, I don't know. It's a weird thing. I was about to say made. the fact that Mike Flanagan was the editor in this too is uh, interesting because it's so, it would be so complex, like not even just from a writing perspective, but trying to edit yeah, all this. Cause didn't he write too? This, this feels like a. I'm pretty sure. This feels like a Mike Flanagan screenplay. Feels like it. Um. Yeah, he was. He Flanagan, was on there writer and editor with the guy who wrote uh, a lot of his early work with. Yes. Him. There you go. Um. Yeah. So, 
like again it's like all mike flanagan stuff in terms of like writing editing directing and it feels very much like that and it feels very simple this is based off of a short film that he did at the very beginning of his career yeah um but it's it's really effective and entertaining and i really enjoyed it well there you go so did i i i gave it a four out of five i gave it a four good out of stuff. five good stuff uh, and then on the third, I watched Family Guy Presents It's a Trap. It's the Return of the Jedi one. Uh, I think a smidge better than the Empire one, but, you know, th- I think they're all about the same, really. Uh, I also gave it a three and a half. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. I and then I, after that, I forgot I watched something else that day. Uh, I watched the 2022 film Master. Uh, very good stuff. It was an Amazon original from this year. Uh, it was pretty good. I don't know. Another solid horror movie under my belt. Apparently, I th- I think a bit better of it than most people. It has a 3.0 average on here. I gave it a 4 out of 5. Um, it's got a really solid screenplay in its critiques of, like, American institutions, racism, that sort of stuff. Um, but a lot of its horror elements kind of feel half-baked, so... Mm-hmm. But I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty great. Uh, I give it a four out of five. Nice. And then on the fourth, uh, uh, I watched the entire original <laughs> trilogy for Star Wars. Got him. Uh, I won't. I won't talk about them too much. <laughs> I very much enjoy Star Wars, and but I was I I hadn't, I hadn't been happy with my ratings for Star Wars for a while, and I hadn't seen them like these movies in a while, and it, yeah. it was May fourth, so why not <laughs> why not uh, my biggest hot take is that i guess i, I mean it's, i guess it's a hot take uh, is that a, a new hope is the worst and uh, like out of <laughs> out of you? the original trilogy not out of all of Star i was Wars. about to say that's a bit, uh, that's a, new, a, bit a new hope is the worst of the original trilogy <laughs> and it feels completely like it was not together at all just spitballing towards a good idea um <laughs> Which there's a lot of really good elements in it. Don't get me wrong, Indeed but like uh, especially on a writing and structural level, I think it's kind of a mess. Uh, but I still really enjoy it. I give it three and a half. But it's I our gave, mess, Mike. <laughs> I gave Empire Strikes Back four and a half, and should've I gave Return five. of the Jedi four and a half. Empire should have been. Empire still has problems, <laughs> Rebby, especially uh, in its structure and pacing. I watched Return of the Jedi with him, and I gave it a four and a half. I actually upped it a bit. Um, I didn't. I did like it and admire what it was doing Came a lot more. On Return of the Jedi. Which I mean, Return I, of the Jedi is my. Favorite. I've always liked Return of the Jedi. It's just it had always been my least favorite of the original trilogy. I just. Boo. was a little bored for most for a lot of its runtime most of the time i watched it but i liked it this time four and a half good stuff uh then the next day i watched um on the fifth uh, i finished up moon night moon Knight. Um, i have yet to finish it <laughs> i gave it I, I think i gave it a three and a half but then i lowered it to a three and i'm still thinking about giving it a three and a half i don't know it's a very weird series it's mostly actually it's almost entirely carried by its really good performances from its leads yeah pretty much entirely <laughs> from what i've seen but i don't know it's fun but it's just not very good pretty much entirely carried by how great the moon knight's costume is Ooh, the moon knight costume <laughs> uh also on the fifth i watched the quick and the dead ao uh fantastic movie great film very very good my one of my favorite well probably my favorite western yeah, one of my favorite I'll, one movies. of my favorite westerns <laughs> it might be my favorite western i'm not entirely sure yeah uh then on the sixth i watched mikey and nikki for the first time mikey and nikki I bought the criterion for it uh nice very very cool movie <laughs> Uh, insane how how like <laughs> enduring it is on a realism level um 
shout out to Peter Falk. The entire movie is literally just about how great of a guy Peter Falk is. Nice. I can I can get down with a movie like that. <laughs> I gave it five stars. Good. <laughs> uh, then what did we watch, Robbie? Uh, on the sixth, we went out to the theater and we watched a uh, new new Marvel film, Micah. Doctor Strange, Doctor Strange in the multiverse, in the multiverse of, of madness. I thought it was and the multiverse of madness. Apparently, it's in the multiverse of madness. Hmm. Interesting, uh, but anyway, it was it was new new Marvel movie sequel to Doctor Strange, uh, directed by Sam Raimi, which I'm a big fan of, and know? it was pretty good. It was great. I thought it was great. It was you know, pretty good. <laughs> definitely, definitely a tier uh, MCU. If we're if we're talking franchise wide stuff here, yeah, I just wish it was made in the early MCU <laughs> because then I know I would have like like it would have it wouldn't have had a lot of the elements that I think really bring it down. Yeah, I don't think it's fully together on a writing level, but uh, Sam Raimi's direction's a lot of fun in this. The performances are really good. Uh, Again, one of the biggest praises it's I've heard stuff, for the man. movie is just that it, it did something that especially later phase MCU movies don't really do, and it was just have a simple, straightforward plot yeah. that allows you to get really into a lot of the stuff, have a lot of fun with it, really enjoy actually what's going on, and also just have a good ending, which very few MCU movies recently have had. Yeah, absolutely. I, I I don't know. It's it it's a very refreshing movie amongst the Marvel crowd as of late because what do you, what do we have? We have like Black Widow, Eternals, <laughs> uh, Moon Knight. That those are like the recent ones, and Oof. this is just leagues better than those yeah. in, in my mind. Anyway, I gave it three and a half. It still feels pretty flat in a lot of ways to me, especially on a visual <laughs> level, which made me sad. Oh, come on. The cinematography was the some cin- of my... No, f- the cinematography is good. <sighs> That's on. not what it feels flat about. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was about to say, this is like the best cinematography in the MCU, Micah. You're not going to find better stuff. Um, it's, it's so kinetic. What'd you rate it? Right? Uh, I gave it a four out of five. And then on the sixth as well, we watched Stay. Stay. Um, a Mark uh, Forster. Forster movie. Yes. Weird director. Uh, but I really, really loved what the movie was doing. Uh, it's got it's got Ewan McGregor, Ryan Gosling, and that's enough for me. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, no, yeah, I, I think it's a very interesting and unique movie, uh, while also feeling a little overdone. Yeah. No, I, I mentioned in my review that uh, this kind of, this, like, niche genre of film where it's meant to be very disorienting and, like, kind of, I don't know how to how to say it. Abstract. Yeah, really more abstract. way to put it. It, bec- it becomes very irritating very fast if it's not going anywhere. Um, and this is the best job I've seen of that, but it still suffers from that a little yeah, to me. I think that's one of its biggest problems, yeah. but I really, really was engaged for most of it. And I love, I, I, like, I don't know, I really love kind of disorienting, abstract, unexplained storytelling. Yeah. Um, and I think this does a really good job with its storytelling. Um, which again is usually where a lot of these because again if they become uninteresting they become insufferable (laughs) yeah i was about to say they're like the most annoying movies to watch (laughs) Uh, but i think keeping this a thriller helped a lot with it yeah absolutely um and i and i don't know i just really enjoyed it i enjoyed the performances it was fun yeah I, i mentioned in my review uh some good visual ideas here that are executed pretty well uh and a lot more involving emotionally than i expected good stuff i gave it 
a four and a half. I gave it a four out of five. I thought it was a lot of good, a lot of fun. Good fun. Then on the seventh, I watched Drag Me to Hell. Hey, uh, uh, Sam Raimi horror movie. Looking forward to that. Uh, weird movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. It wasn't what I was expecting, unfortunately. Uh, it wasn't as good as I was hoping. It uh, wasn't as funny as I was hoping. Uh, it wasn't as scary as I was hoping. Uh, but I think maybe <laughs> my expectations were just too high. Uh, because it still is funny. It still is goofy. It still is interesting. It still has fun elements. Like, I, I don't know. It's still a good movie. It just was not nearly on the level I was hoping it was. And it wasn't even on the quality level that I had, like, set in my mind from Sam Raimi. And Well, to be fair, the Spider-Man trilogy is really great. Well, yeah, but, like, <laughs> I have... And out the Quick of and Sa- the Dead out of Sam Raimi that too. I've seen, Spider-Man trilogy, Quick and the Dead, and Multiverse of Madness, which is not a lot, but I think all That's, of That's a high bar, you know? Like, I think Multiverse <laughs> of Madness is the worst of those, but, I, like, this being not a Marvel, like, an MCU movie, I was hoping it would be more like on the quality level of the Spider-Man trilogy or uh, Quick and the Dead, and I just don't think it was anywhere near there. It Darn. felt more MCU-ish. <laughs> MCU-ish. Not that it feels like an MCU I was about movie, to say, what? But just in terms of quality, it leaned oh. more towards MCU Sam Raimi than, like, Evil Dead Sam Raimi, I guess. I see. Well, I'm still looking forward to it, Micah. Yeah, and it was still fun. <laughs> I gave it three and a half. There you go. Uh, then on the eighth... Uh, I watched The King's Daughter. The King's Daughter? I caught, like, the last 20 minutes of it. It was shot in 2014, (laughs) and it came out this year. Oh, man. Uh, It was not good, uh, but it it would have been at home in 2014. It's kind of, uh, like, from what I saw of it, it it just does not get, like, the basics of filmmaking. Like, on on a cinematic language level, and it's just really, like boring even, because of it yeah even on it like even from like tv show filmmaking uh-huh. this thing would just not know what it's doing on an editing it, did, it did not level. know what shot it wanted to use for anything dude come on uh and uh, beyond that the story is kind of stupid and doesn't make much sense and the performances really aren't that great mm. and it's just it's just not good i give it one and a half <laughs> yeah then on the eighth we watched cyrano cyrano the new one the new one 2021 uh, Peter Dinklage, Joe Wright. Yeah, it was. It was. <laughs> it's Cyrano. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what to say about it really. The the two leads, uh, Peter Dinklage and Haley Bennett, are great they kill here. It. They kill it. Honestly, when when this movie just lets them just sit down and talk, that's like th- that's like a four and a half star movie. Yeah, the rest no. of it, like <laughs> literally, literally, that's what I was saying. Like any time there would be like a good, like a really good conversation between two characters. They'd be going at it. It would be engaging. The performances would be shining. Peter Dinklage is like one of my favorite actors out there. Um, and like then... <laughs> For those of you who don't know, this is a musical. It's a musical. And I don't all know of its, it's musical, musical numbers suck. Like, not even... <laughs> like, they're not even the worst things you've ever seen as musical numbers. I was about to say, there were, there's like one or two that are, are actually pretty solid. But they feel so, <laughs> A, hollow because they just feel slapped on. Yeah. B, they have no place to be here. They have no reason. They have nothing. They're adding they nothing. They don't add anything. It, it's it's really awkward every time one of them comes in. Mm-hmm. And, like, it really detracts from everything that I was enjoying about the movie. Right. Yeah, no, it's... I, I think, honestly, remove 
the musical element from this and it would shoot up maybe a whole star or yeah, a half star. I was star. about to say, I'd probably give it a four if if, if it was just like a, as solid yeah. as it is in those certain moments when it just doesn't have My anything goodness, else the going final, on. The final scene in this is so good until they start singing. Dude, I'm like, <laughs> I, 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 I laughed when they started singing at the end because they were actually delivering like outstanding right? performances I'm like, oh my gosh this I was, is so good like i was like locked in and then they started singing and i was like oh <laughs> right I'm... i w- i think i'm irrationally attracted to uh hayley bennett like I- an irrational amount of attraction to hayley bennett in this movie <laughs> it's kind of weird right? <laughs> she looks so good here she does not to really mention good. she's killing the acting game no, she's so. doing, again the, the lead's performances exactly. are just outstanding maybe it's not irrational um, <laughs> but it still makes me really sad yeah, and, yeah. but there that one action scene in the alley just made me want there to be like a like a peter dinklage like pirate movie or something like the editing was really bad in that. no it was terrible editing it wasn't that it was just it, i just want like peter dinklage like so like like fencing and swinging from stuff the editing was terrible in that scene uh but yeah cyrano fun movie not perfect by any stretch i gave it a three and a half i gave it a three there you go and, and then we watched Rise of the Planet of the Apes, mere, mere this morning. hours ago. <laughs> it was like an hour it's ago. Like an hour ago. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, that's what we watched. I, I think we might have spent either equal or more time talking about what we watched. Probably more. I think it was more. Rise. Um, but that's okay. That's fine. <laughs> we, we watched a lot. We took a week break. Uh, a I'll lot come, of new we'll movies. come to terms with that. Uh, but thank you for joining us. Uh, we'll catch you in the next episode. I'm not sure if we're going to go straight into Dawn or if we're going to try and slot something in between. But... Yeah, we'll probably have like a break, yeah. like, a, like something else. And then this, that's what we've done typically with our series. But we don't know. We don't plan that much. <laughs> right. <We've, laughs> dude, we, we don't plan at all, really. <laughs> uh, but go watch some good movies. Go watch The Age of Innocence yeah uh, go watch uh the quick and the dead absolutely dreams i'm trying to think of a good record a swan song mikey and nikki yeah go go watch go good watch movies it. go do it do it do it do it do it right now <laughs>